0: There I stood in Australia, where I had just placed an order for some grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, peppers, onion, and snap peas, as well as some Franklin Tate Estate Chardonnay to go along with it. When all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, I was accosted by a tall blonde who said, Ooh la la, it's two in the morning, but give me the Chardonnay, love. I looked around and realized quickly she was talking to me. Um, it's 8.35 in the evening. Do you mind if I enjoy some Chardonnay with dinner? 35, she said in disgust, and then looked down at her watch, but totally missed. Before she had a chance to refocus her vision, I was already off to New Zealand for some steamed green lip mussels with garlic butter and toasted breadcrumbs, along with some Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. But that's just the joy of going to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. You can make a break from one country to another, have some delicious food, and enjoy some wine. Maybe you can enjoy some wine today while we discuss jargon, baseball talk, and potatoes while we take a slow food tour like gastropods at a gastropub and do some joshing around. The baseball playoffs are in full swing, and while watching the games, every time an errant foul ball enters the stands, I cringe hoping everyone's going to be okay. Meanwhile, the fans in that section tend to cheer because somebody there is about to get a free souvenir. It seems ass backwards, but I have it on good information that the players actively laugh at those fools when they go back to the clubhouse, because where else do people cheer when projectiles are being hurled at them? This would be like if you went to a hibachi grill, and if the chef lost control of his knife and it landed near your side, you got to keep the blade as long as you agreed not to litigate. Just like baseball players might have some specific terms about some of the stands in the stands, and a Benny chef always knows who he's flipping the shrimp tail towards, paramedics and other emergency medical service professionals have some jargon of their own. Whether it's to lighten the mood or relieve stress from the awful things they have to see every day, they've developed a language to try and make things easier. A great example is their term for a motorcycle, which they call a donor cycle, Then there's some events that they might have to perform, like a trauma handshake. You don't really want to know about it, but it involves a code brown. There's other terms for codes on the scene too, and they have various ways to describe stains on the scene, but what I find is best is that one of the ways they refer to the deceased is being no longer able to play records. Anything involving EMS has got to be a difficult job, because much like records, it seems humans were made to be broken. It's a job I couldn't do. Just the sight of blood turns my stomach unless it's on the Impossible Burger slider with wasabi cream and spicy Asian slaw on a sesame seed bun. We've talked about the Impossible Burger before. It's actually a vegan alternative that bleeds just for show. No EMS professional would be able to fix that burger and bring it back to life. However, I bet they have a better success rate when it comes to fixing us frail humans Then do the baseball players I'm watching in these playoffs, who even the best of whom only get a hit one out of three times. And then when they fail to end the inning, it seems they take off half their gear and just set it on the ground, waiting for the bat boy to go get it. Oh, baseball's bat boy, the last vestige of the knight and squire relationship. Here comes the bat boy now to gather his hero's belongings and provide him with the gear he now needs to go into the field and battle once more. Ah, Bat boy! Looking after your heroes, so only hoping for one day to get a chance to battle yourself, Alas, poor bat boy, It probably won't be that you ever do get a trip to the plate. Sports are fun, but going back to having objects hurled at us for recreation, isn't there a better, safer way we could spend our time? In looking at the history of the 20th century, I'm wondering if the rise of modern medicine had anything to do with needlessly putting our children in harm's way under the guise of youth sports. America lies in the middle of Epcot's World Showcase, and it's there you can enjoy a New England lobster roll with fresh herb mayonnaise, or a New Brunswick slider with horseradish cream and crispy fried onions served on a potato roll. What better meal to enjoy on Indigenous People's Day, where we celebrate all the gifts the Americas gave the world. Did you not know there was no potato in Europe before Christopher Columbus brought it back? Same goes with the tomato and all the peppers we enjoy, because it seems before Christopher Columbus found these indigenous people living on this huge landmass, there was no spicy foods to be found in the world. Hard as it is to believe, before these new foods were discovered in the Americas, the Hungarians didn't have paprika, the Indians didn't have curry, and the Italians didn't have tomatoes. More than anything, though, it was the discovery of the potato that helped fuel the Industrial Revolution because only through that power pack spud were cities able to sustain the life they needed to have all that manpower in the factories to begin with. On the 526th anniversary of Indigenous Peoples Day, I learned that before Christopher Columbus landed on Hispaniola in 1492, Columbus, Ohio was known by a different name. Amazingly, Indigenous Peoples' Day used to be known by another name as well. Oddly enough, they called it Columbus Day, which is strange because before arriving in the Americas, Christopher Columbus's name was Cristobal Colon. I don't understand how an Italian sailing for the Spanish can suddenly have his name changed upon arriving in a new land. Does that mean that if I head across the Atlantic and go to Spain that my name would suddenly be Broma Alrededor? upon a stop at epcot showcase plaza to make memories by smashing pennies i took note of two men posing for pictures being taken by their wives the men it seems were complete strangers from opposite ends of the country yet there they were both wearing a matching flannel style plaid shirts now matching style shirts at Epcot are a thing for sure, but they usually say some kitsch sort of phrase about drinking. But these guys were just standing there looking like Nirvana fans from the 90s, while meanwhile, two sheriffs thought it the funniest thing they'd ever seen. But as I mentioned to them, what do you find so funny? You guys are wearing matching shirts too. The deputies didn't appreciate my comments, but that didn't stop one of them from complimenting me when he said, you look great. Are you wearing makeup? Not really, I told him, just a little concealer to hide my rage. The best remedy for that, though, is cured meats. So off we went to Spain for charcuterie and a cone for a selection of meats, cheeses, and olives with an herb vinaigrette. When it comes to a cure for the way I look, I've begun to get served ads online with regard to my appearance for things I'd never type into a search engine, let alone say out loud, which leads me to believe that my phone's selfie camera is now spying on me. Cell phones are very versatile devices not just for the tools they provide to consumers like me, but for the data they share with others. In the same way that ginger is a very versatile food, by lending its flavor to a cookie, soda, and sushi, while also providing the antagonist to a cute little country girl marooned on an island. All jokes aside, you can never go wrong with a bow bun, but the cheese bread in Brazil will hit you like pow. Plan your trip for November 5th through the 7th, and you can eat to the beat of boys to men and hang with broma alrededor while enjoying the blended cuisine of indigenous people worldwide, all the while washing it down with some joshing around.